ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what we're going to talk about is we're going to go back. We're going back to August 6th, 2002. 20 years ago, on that day, Scarface released his seventh studio album entitled The Fix. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to reminisce about this album, talk about the production, uh, give you my thoughts on this album. Um, but before we go there, let's let's kind of go back a little bit. Um, as I mentioned, August 6, 2002, it, it really doesn't feel like it's been that long. Like when you go back and play this album, you don't it doesn't really give you the vibe of it's been 20 years since it's been out. Um, the thing that I think that stands out about this is that I think as you listen to this album, you will see that it has really stood the test of time. But even before then, if you go back to 2002, you have to really place yourself where Scarface was. At the time, Scarface was, as I mentioned, this was his seventh studio album. Um, But he was at somewhat of a crossroads. And and to be honest, hip-hop was at a crossroads. Um, The things that used to happen up until that point were no longer happening. Um, The way that rap was being presented to the masses was different. Uh, It had become digitalized. Um, It wasn't streaming, but, you know, a lot of people were getting, you know, their music. uh, I don't want to say illegally. They weren't going into the store and paying for it. Let's just say that, Um, you know, they got it via secondary marketing. I mean, because, you know, file sharing was huge back then. And so, you know, the music kind of changed. And to be honest, hip hop was changing. Uh, it had become more commercial. Um, and for people, for fans who loved people that rapped, I mean, not, you know, just put words together, but really, really rapped. Um that music honestly came few and far between. And that's where the fix comes in. This album, much like its title, was a fix for us fans. It was an opportunity for us to get a fix of what we were used to from one of our favorite artists, one of the best artists, um, in my opinion, a top 10 lyricist all time in hip hop in Brad Scarface Jordan. Um, so that's where it was in 2002, uh, music was, again, it was different and Scarface, you know, admitted that, you know, he was in a very good place when he actually wrote this album. Um, now if you're not familiar with Scarface, I mean, obviously, (laughs) obviously you need to get familiar, but Scarface, uh, was one of the founding fathers of Southern hip hop, uh, Scarface and his group, the Ghetto Boys, opened doors for, you know, acts like uh, UGK, Outkast, who honestly, both groups probably were 
uh, especially outcasts were more popular but had there not been a scarface or a ghetto boys then you know i can confidently say that there probably would be no outcast uh there will probably be no ugk uh, and so scarface was an mc who always was respected by his peers uh well loved and well liked by fans definitely respected by peers because in short he can rap <laughs> and not only could he rap but he was a great storyteller and his voice still one of the best voices in hip-hop uh the way that he uses his voice as an instrument the highs the lows the troubles the bass everything um very good when it comes to putting the bars together if i do say so myself um so like I said, this this album, Scarface at the time, was not with the Ghetto Boys. So, you know, it's another solo album that he's putting out. And, you know, it was there for the masses. Uh, the thing that I love, or at least one of the things that I love about listening to this album is, you know, you can transport yourself back into 2002. Um, I remember when I got this album. Uh, <laughs> I went and bought it from the store. And I do remember I waited I specifically. I waited until I got home. And once I got home, man, listen. <laughs> um, and this album for me was. Uh, it was. It was special. I mean, for it, for many number of reasons, but. I got this album the day that they came out, August 6, 2002, right? Two days later, a major event happened in my life where I became a father for the second time. My son Cameron was born. So I remember <laughs> I remember playing this in the house a lot uh, in the days, just a, a couple of days leading up to Cameron being born. And, um, you know, so this this is uh, this is what I call my, my Cameron album. Um, but uh and what was interesting was like, I remember playing it and my wife, you know, nine months pregnant, <laughs> she was bumping to it too as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it, it holds a little bit of significance for me because it, it, you know, it was right there with a milestone for me. Um, but I like, I love going back to this album. Uh, and one of the things obviously that stood out about this album is the production, uh, Scarface had a list of producers here, some of whom that we knew, some of whom we did not know, uh, but they laced him with beats. I mean, he had production from the list of producers on here, Mike Dean, China Black, some guy named Kanye West, <laughs> Lee Stone, Nasheen Myrick, Knotts, T-Mix, uh, Luffy, The Neptunes, um, as well as Tony Pizarro, Flip as well. And so, you know, having that with the background, uh, this album made its, again, debut August 6, 2002. Uh, it debuted at number four on the, on the 200 uh, Billboard 200 chart, um, sold over 160,000 copies its first week. Um, this album featured guest artists such as Jay-Z, Beanie Siegel, Nas, Faith, WC from the West West Side Connection, um, just to name a few. 
as well as Kelly Price. Can't forget about Kelly Price. Um, so yeah, it, it was a, a very solid album, not heavy featured, but um, one album that I do love listening to. Um, so let's get into the tracks. Uh, well, actually, before we get into the tracks, this album was well received. Um, most outlets uh, spoke very highly of this album. Um, one outlet in particular stood out to me, and that was the Source magazine. The Source magazine uh, gave this album its coveted five mic ratings. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, our good friends at Rolling Stone <laughs> gave it four, and a, four out of five stars. Uh, everybody loved this album. I, I couldn't I couldn't find many critics that didn't like this album when I look, went back and looked at some of the, the album reviews. Um, but we get into the tracks. The album starts off with an intro uh, that was produced by Mike Dean. Then we get to Safe, uh, produced by China Black. Man, listen, safe is so hard. Like this, if you want to start an album off with it with a lead uh song, this is a, a very good choice. Um I did question this uh, the the I guess how this album was sequenced, but I'll talk about that in just a second. Um banger, pure banger. Then track three, we go to cold blood produced by Kanye West. Um, man, listen, this was, I think, and Kanye produced two tracks on this. Well, really three tracks, um, on this album. These are some of the better tracks that, I mean, not that at this particular time, Kanye wasn't, he wasn't the Kanye that you all know now. I mean, he was Kanye to the, I mean, like he was, blazing when it came to his beats and he did not uh disappoint on any of these tracks that he blessed uh being um, um scarface with uh the next track uh guess who's back featuring jay-z beanie siegel and kanye himself um blazer i mean like those guys just trading bars back and forth uh you know it was <laughs> It wasn't necessarily a big flex to have Jay-Z on the, on the album, but it was dope that he got Jay-Z on the album because, I mean, Jay was hot at the time anyway. So, um, but Crazy, one of the better songs on the album. Uh, then you go to the lead single for the album, track five, My Block, uh, produced by Lee Stone and Nasheen Myrick. Um, with the piano sample, come on, man. What are we talking about? This is still the jam. And Scarface is, he's vintage Scarface dropping bars after bars after bar. Um, then we get to track seven, What Can I Do? No, I'm sorry, track six. Let me back up a little bit. Track six, Keep Me Down. Smoking track. Um, again, hot lyrics. This is produced by Knots. Um, one of my favorite joints as well on this joint. Um, again, this, this album, the first six tracks are smokers. I mean, include, well, excluding the intro, <laughs> the, uh, beginning of this album is incredible. Um, the album then takes a shift at track seven. What can I do featuring Kelly price? 
Kelly Price's voice is beautiful. Scarface's lyrics are really, really dope. Um, I like how he's uh, up and down with his tone. It kind of reminds me of um, I Never Saw a Man Cry When I Saw a Man Die. That, that song he did back in, I think that was 94, I think. Um, great song. Good, very, you know, let me take that back. Very good song. But I think this is where the album kind of shifted and I don't think it necessarily had to shift there that's why I mentioned a little earlier about the sequencing his if there's a knock well I'm not gonna say if there is the, the knock that I have on this album um I don't think it was sequenced as well as it probably should have been because you come out the gate smoking with these six tracks the first six tracks are cold and then you kind of slow it down with the kelly price joint and then the subsequent songs after this they're kind of slower mid-tempo and i think it kind of the momentum that he had i think they kind of messed it up um but I'll, I'll i'll touch on that more in a second then we get to track eight in between us featuring Nas and tanya heron tanya heron excuse me um, I like this joint. I mean, again, this is 2002, and not only does Scarface get a feature from Jay Z, but he also gets a feature from Nas. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, you're talking about three of the best lyricists, you know, to to grab a microphone, you know, all on on this album, and you know, Nas nor Jay disappoints, and neither does Scarface for that matter. Great bars. Um, the next track, a slow joint called Someday, uh, with uh, featuring Faith Evans, produced by the Neptunes. Um, really, really good song. I think the song was good. I the issue I had with this song again is slower, but this song is six minutes long. This song is way too long. I mean, like the last minute and a half is just. Faith Evans just singing by herself, <laughs> you know? So if I had some qualms about some things on the album, that song is one of them. They, while I thought it was a good song, they could have left that one off. Um, then Scarface gets back at it on track 10 sellout uh, produced by T mix. Uh, that was a banger. I liked it, uh, but then they kind of slow it down again with Scarface spitting some really heartstring street tales on a song called Heaven featuring Kelly Price again. This was produced by T-Mix and Kanye West. I like this song. Um, it's just, you got you got one too many slow songs. <laughs> if, if this were a R&B album, okay, cool. But for a hip hop album, I just think like, and I get it because I, and I don't want you guys to think like I'm against having slow songs on a rap album. I think the thing that kind of takes it down a notch is because, you know, it just he had so much momentum coming out. And these again, it goes back to the, in my opinion, the sequencing for this album. I just don't know that it was sequenced correctly. Um, they could have spaced these songs out or maybe put a slow song here and then a fast song there. Having it in the middle of the album, I think, slows down the momentum that was there. Uh, but again, a good song nonetheless. 
Uh, then we get the track 12. I ain't the one featuring Dub C from the West Side Connection. Love this joint. One of my favorite joints, man. It's a West a West Coast beat. Um, Dub C does his thing on it. Scarface does his thing on it. Um, again, one of my favorite tracks on the album that was produced by Tony Pizarro and Flip. Um, and then the last track is the outro called Fixed, produced by Mike Dean. This album is only 47 minutes. 16 seconds so it's right in that pocket where you want to be um my overall thoughts on this album i still love this album (laughs) i think what you're hearing me say i'm very piggy when it comes to this album and i've discussed it i think before i think eclectic and i uh, talked about it shout out to e um but i think i mentioned earlier about this album getting five mics this album is not a five mic album. This album is a four mic album. It is a very, very good album. I mean, when you listen to the lyricism, when you listen to what Scarface is rapping about, even on the slower songs, he is pouring his heart on that page. And Scarface, again, I think is in my he is in my personal top 10 lyricists of all time. So I love Scarface. I love this album. This is probably my favorite Scarface solo album. Um, and I think it's still a dope album. And here's the thing. I think this might be like the last, I don't want to call it a classic, but this might be like one of the last really, really, really dope albums before like the trap era came in. Cause the trap era was coming right after this. And then, you know, rap was really, really changing. And I think I understand to a degree why Scarface got five mics in the source. And I think it's because, and we we talk about this from time to time, um, I think this album was so much different from what was coming out that it stood out above everybody else. And that's not necessarily a knock. That's not a bad thing. That's what you want to do. But I think when you look around the the room and you look at the level of competition that was out there, you know, there's really not much stuff you can put the fix up against, to be honest. Um, And if you give it five mics, you're saying that this is a all time classic and it is one of the best albums ever made. But that's not what this album is. Honestly, if we're being honest, I don't know. And please, if you're listening to this episode and you think that this is a five mic album, please shoot me a tweet at the number one, two K-Y-L-E. I'd like to hear why you think this is a five mic album. And I want to be clear. There's no shame in me saying that this is not a five mic album. Because, hey, it's, they got five mics. So, I mean, like, it's not like they're going to take the mics away because old 12 Kyle said this is not a five mic, five mic album. Um, But it's not. It is a very good four mic album. And there's no shame in it being a four mic album. This is an album, again, that I still listen to. I go back to from time to time. And I still really, really, really enjoy listening to it. And when I hear joints like In Between Us or I Ain't The One, it really, really takes me back to 2002. 
And again, you know, having a son for the second time, second time becoming a father, my second son, Cameron, and just back in that era. I mean, that time frame was just it was it was a great time in my life personally. And it was I just remember bumping this album a lot. You know, we had Cameron. and I remember bumping this in the car on the way home from the hospital. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it. This is a very good album. Now, again, I, I'm not, you know, I, I can't be mad at the source, but I think the reason why this album is so highly regarded, it, not so much as because of how good this album is, because it is a good album. However, it is not when you base it on what was out at hip in hip, hip excuse me, in hip hop at the time. I think that's why it was so highly regarded. Like if for lack of a better term, if there, if everything else is subpar and you come out with something that's great, it's going to look even better when everything else around it is subpar. And that's kind of like where hip hop was. I mean, it wasn't really a lot of great albums being put out in 2002, if we're being honest. And this was a very, very good album, not a five mic album, but a very, very good album. And again, if you say um, paid in full is a classic, or if you say Illmatic is a classic, where does paid in full or Illmatic stack up against the fix? I rest my case. Nonetheless, again, a great album. I really enjoyed going back and listening to this and revisiting this one. Um, and I think you should, too. You should definitely check it out. Give it a spin or two. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.